Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are going to be in Hebrews chapter 4. Uh, we're going to be covering the first 12 verses, and we're going to be talking about the rest of God. We're also going to be talking about the work of God and the labor that, uh, that we are enjoined into by uh, the will of the Father and by the power of the Holy Spirit. And so let's go ahead and pray, and we'll get right into the Word of God. Father, we bless you. We thank you. Now, Lord, grant us revelation through the power of the Holy Spirit. Give us understanding, Father. Give us eyes to see and ears to hear and a heart to understand what your will is in the Word of God. And we'll give you thanks for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God. All right, so we're talking about entering into the rest of God. And we'll be in Hebrews chapter 4, beginning in verse 1. Let us therefore fear, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of you should seem to come short of it. Now, first thing we want to address is the word fear. Now, the word fear, it comes from the Greek word phobeo, and um, primarily it means to frighten or it means to be alarmed, but it's analogous to being in awe, standing in awe of something, uh, revering something. And so this idea of fear, uh, really, it means to have a reverential respect, to stand in awe, to revere, to respect, to have a reverential respect or a shrinking back from doing anything that would displease uh, the Lord. And so you have a healthy respect for your employer or the manager that is over you, and you do not want to do anything, amen, that would displease him. And so we're applying this type of idea uh, which, you know, is the Word of God. Uh, you know, if you look at a modern translation, you'll see that uh, this word fear is replaced by respect or uh, shrinking back from anything that would displease the Lord. Uh, so uh, once again, Paul writes and he says, let us therefore fear or let us therefore have a reverential respect uh, for the things of God unless a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Now, he's not talking about the children of Israel. He's talking about Hebrew Christians. He's talking about us, the body of Christ. Uh, lest a promise being left us of entering into his rest. Now, we've got to define, define the word rest. It comes from the uh, Greek word katapausis. And uh, this particular verse, uh, the, you know, the, the this Greek word is in the accusative case. Uh, which is the direct object, and it means of the sentence, and it means uh, the catapausis is our promise of rest after this life is over. So we're talking about heaven. We're talking about a heavenly rest. And we're also going to be looking at the word labor as we go into uh, this study. Uh, our home in heaven is our place of heavenly rest. It's the saints everlasting rest. And this rest uh, comes to us after our labor on earth has ended. Uh, so we're talking about, and Paul is talking about, uh, laboring for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, laboring in the, uh, in the church uh, of God, in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen, uh, doing 
a work that God has called us to do. And we labor in that in this life so that in the life to come, we may enjoy our heavenly rest. Praise God. So once again, verse one, let us therefore fear or have a reverential respect of doing anything that would displease the Lord and to be sure that this includes uh, doing what God has called us to do. Amen. You may be just you may be a regular church member and you don't have any any idea or any compunction at all to get up and to be a leader, to be a speaker, a teacher or anything of that. But you do have a calling and the, the calling, the base calling is to be a church member and to support the church, to support the church in prayer to support the church in paying your tithes and giving of offerings, to support your church in attendance. Amen. Uh, the days of us staying home in our pajamas and, uh, and, and watching Sunday morning service on TV, those days are over. You know, and if that's what you're doing, if, if, if this is left over from the COVID and you're still doing that, you need to get yourself dressed on Sunday morning. You need to get yourself in church, get back into your church and support the church in that way. Uh, you may be feeding yourself at home, but that's not your purpose. That your home is a place where you rest. But now you have a calling of God upon you. And that calling is uh, to uh, preach the gospel and support the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And you're not going to do that to the capacity that God would have you to do that by staying home. You get yourself up, get your family up, you get dressed, you make it to church and you support the pastor. You support the church where you're attending. Amen. Praise God. So once again, let us therefore fear. Let's have a reverential respect of doing anything that would displease the Lord. Let's revere and respect him, revere and respect the house of God, revere and respect the word of God. Amen. Praise God. And so we labor <clears throat> so that a promise being left us of entering into his rest, any of a, any any of us will say that any of us should seem to come short of it. Now, verse two, for unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So we want to look at two words here. The word mixed. Uh, the Greek word means to commingle. It means to combine or it means to assimilate. And this word leaves the idea that uh, the process of ingesting food and how that the body breaks down the food that's ingested and provides the body the vitamins and the nutrients that it needs to function. And this is the idea behind this word mixed. So let's read verse two again. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them. Talking about the Old Testament saints. The word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. So uh, nobody is going to bake a cake and then leave off the icing. If you're going to make a chocolate cake with a vanilla cake with chocolate icing and you don't put the chocolate icing on there, you can't call it a chocolate cake. 
Amen. The chocolate uh, icing goes along with the vanilla cake. If you want to have a chocolate cake, praise God. Amen. Not being mixed with faith, not being ingested with faith and them that heard it. So we're talking here in verse two about the gospel being preached and that we take the gospel preached and we mix the gospel preached with faith in them that uh, that hear it in us that hear it so that we can profit by it. And we can be it can be bless us and then we can go forth and be in, uh, and to be a blessing. So the children of God in the wilderness, they were responsible to trust the Lord and to follow his word and to obey it. But they failed to do that through unbelief. And so the word faith here is the Greek word pistuo. It is a verb and uh, it, it's in the uh, nominative case and it is the act of believing. That's what pistuo is. To believe means the act of putting faith into practice, to put faith into motion. So believing is based upon the faith of God. Amen. That's in the gospel. As a matter of fact, when you heard the gospel, there was faith, the operation of God in the preaching of the gospel that stirred you on the inside of you and me. Amen. There was faith mixed in there and that through that operation of God is how you and I got born again. If it had not been for the gospel preached, we would not have been saved. So God is working. This is the operation of God. So we're what we're talking here is about the uh, a portion of the operation of God in you and in me. Praise God. So the children of God that were in the wilderness, they failed and they failed because of unbelief. They failed to believe the words uh, of God that was given to them through Moses. And so this same responsibility remains with us today. We have to have faith and rely upon and have trust in Christ our Savior and also to have faith in and rely upon and trust in the words of Christ or the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So, we mix the gospel preached with faith. And if we don't do that, then the gospel preached is going to go in one ear and out the other. That's why so much of the time, you know, we'll sit in church service or we'll watch a television program that has to do with the gospel. And uh, we'll sit for that entire 40 minutes or that entire hour and then leave church service. And then 45 minutes later, we're trying to remember what the preacher preached about. Well, uh, the reason why is it, we heard the gospel, but we didn't respond to the gospel by faith. That's why it's so important to write down, take down notes and then go over them again. I know a couple of uh, the, the, the husband is a, a preacher and he preaches, but the wife takes notes, takes notes of the entire message. And you know what they do? Later on Sunday afternoon or next morning on Monday morning, she rehearses her notes uh, to her husband who preached the message. Now, that's the way to get the word of God down in your spirit. Amen. You preach it and hear it again and again and again. And of course, you know, Paul tells us that 
in uh, Romans chapter 10, verse 17. So now faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. If there's a subject that you're a little confused about, uh, you study, 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 you pray, 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 but you stay with the word of God and the Sooner or later, the light is going to come on. The Holy Spirit is going to reveal the truth that's in uh, the word of God. Now, verse three says this, for we which have believed do enter into rest, as he said, as I have sworn in my wrath, if they shall enter into my rest, although the works were finished from the foundation of the world. So Paul is stating this. uh, We're the ones who believe. And we're the ones that receive the rest of God that he promised. And what God said to the Old Testament saints, that they angered him through their obstinate unbelief. And so he said they will never enter into the land of Canaan, which is a symbol of the rest of God. They'll never enter into the the land, the promised land where I would have given them rest from all their labors. Even though this work had been finished from the time he created the world. So it was already a fact in the mind of God what he would do. This was part of his plan and purpose. But they thwarted God's plan and purpose for their lives because of their unbelief. Amen. Praise God. And of course, they became unworthy to receive the rest that God offered them. And so we don't want to be like them. We want to enter into the rest of God. Amen. And once again, the rest of God that we're talking about here or that Paul is talking about here is the heavenly rest, the saints everlasting rest. And there are certain things that uh, we're going to have to do in this life, amen, that God has called us to do. Because we're all going to stand before Christ one day. We're all going to stand before the beam of seed of Christ, and we're all going to be judged according to our works, praise God. Now, the first and the greatest work that we do for Christ is that we receive him as Savior and Lord, and we get born again. Amen. Truly born again. And truly born again people want to do something for God. God changes our nature. Instead of running away from God, we run to him. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. And so we see this, that God's plan before the creation of the world was for us to enter into this heavenly rest. Praise God. Amen. Verse four says, for he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this rise, and God did rest the seventh day from all his works. Amen. Now, this word rest is also the Greek word kataposis. Actually, it's the Greek word katapao, and it means rest. It means God's seventh day rest after he made creation. He he rested uh, after his labor in creating the heavens and the earth. And of course, this Greek word here means uh, to make quiet. I mean, you labor all week. Well, that comes that day of rest. Praise God. Amen. 
Verse 5 says again, and in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest. Notice that. Enter into my rest. There is the rest of God that's reserved for the children of God. Amen. Hallelujah. So when we labor and we come to that, that day where we enter into his rest, his rest becomes our rest. And then verse 6 says, Seeing therefore it remains that some must enter in, and they to whom it was preached enter not in because of unbelief. This is what's going to keep us out of the rest of God. It's unbelief. Amen. Now, I'm certainly not preaching here that we can lose our salvation. I'm not preaching that. Amen. God is not going to take away something that he has granted. Talking about the new birth. Now, there are those who have walked away from salvation. They have apostatized. And that work undid what God was attempting to do in their life. But you and I, amen, because a lot of times of unbelief, uh, and we have to admit the fact that we have been in unbelief in many times in our life, uh, that, uh, that God does not take away our salvation because of that. But we're talking about principal things, things that God has set in motion concerning the salvation of souls, the labor of God, and also the heavenly rest of God. And Paul is using this example in the Old Testament uh, to point out the fact that uh, if we separate ourselves, if we turn our back on Christ and we walk away from him, amen, that everything that we've done up to that point becomes of no profit. Once again, remembering what Paul said let us therefore fear, lest a promise of entering into his rest, any of you would seem to come short of it. And we come short because of unbelief. So we're not talking about certain areas of our life where we just failed uh, to do the will of God. God forgives us for that as long as we repent. And of course, when we stand before him that day, we'll have to give him an account of that. But we're talking primarily of being a sold out child of God uh, that has been born again and has been baptized into the into Christ. Amen. And has put on the full armor of God that for that reason and for that purpose, we are to do the work of God. Amen. Now, verse seven says again, he limiteth a certain day, saying in David today, after so long a time. As it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Now, that is the evil element of unbelief. The hardening of our heart against the voice of God or against the word of God. Because the children of Israel, they robbed themselves of God's rest. Notice that entire generation died in the desert. God said to them, you will not enter into my rest because of your obstinate unbelief. The children of Israel robbed themselves of the rest that God offered. And so they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years until all that generation that rebelled against him died in the desert. They lost out. They didn't enter into God's rest. 
And of that generation, only Joshua and Caleb were allowed to enter in because they trusted in, they had faith in, and they relied upon God and his promise. Amen. And then verse 8 says, For if Jesus, now properly that should be Joshua. Joshua is the Hebrew name that means salvation. Jesus is the Greek name that means salvation. For if Joshua had given them rest, then would he not afterward have spoken of another day? Talking about there is a rest unto the people of God. So Joshua had given the people rest, but he wasn't able to bring them in. And we'll see that as we go along here. So, you know, even though Joshua and the children of Israel, even though they entered into the promised land, not that generation that rebelled now, Joshua and Caleb and the children that were brought up in the desert, they entered into the promised land. But by entering into the promised land, they still had giants to fight. You and I are laboring in this life. And we're headed toward the saints everlasting rest. But in this life, we've got giants to fight. We've got things, we've got spirits to conquer. We've got land that needs to be taken. Amen. And we do that with faith. We do it with the word of God. So entering into the rest of God does require the fight of faith in this life. And of course, all that are willing to trust in the Lord Jesus, they're going to have to fight. You and I are going to have to fight the good fight of faith. Joshua, he brought Israel into the promised land. But notice over a period of years, Joshua was never able to get all the children of Israel to conquer and take possession of all the land that God had promised them. And somewhere along the line, the Israelites, they stopped fighting the fight of faith. And eventually they lost their possession and they lost their inheritance. You see, we look at that today as apostasy. They turned their back on the word of God. And we can't be doing that. That's why it's so important that you get together with brothers and sisters and you exhort one another and you encourage one another. Uh, All of us need to be part of the family of God. We can't be loners. I mean, you know what happens to the to the 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 those that stray from the pack, those that stray from the herd, they get devoured first. And we can't be like unto them. Now, verse 9 tells us there remains, therefore, a rest to the people of God. Amen. Praise God. There still remains for God's people, those that are continuing to labor. There continues to and there remains a rest. Similar to God's resting on the seventh day after he created the heaven and the earth, there's coming a rest to the people of God. But that's not now. There is still the fight of faith that needs to be fought, and there still needs to be victories that need to be won. And these these fights, they're, they 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 are. Uh, we fight in the area of prayer, 
And victories are won through victorious prayer. Like what Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Praise God. Amen. Then verse 10 says this, For he that has entered into his rest has also ceased from his own works as God did from his. There's coming a time where our work is going to be laid aside. Amen. When we get into heaven, all that we've done down here on earth is going to have a record of it. So we need to labor. And that's exactly what Paul says in verse 11. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that work. The time to work is now. The time to work for the kingdom of God is now. Not when we get to heaven. In this life, we work for the kingdom of God. We preach the gospel, support the gospel, uh, and, and provide the church the things that the church needs in order to be successful. Verse 11, let us therefore, uh, let us labor therefore to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. We can't turn our back on the Lord, just can't do it. Heaven is our final resting place. Now, the eternal state, that's going to be a time where there's not going to be any more, you know, that uh, we're, we're just, we're going to be entering into a perfect state, a new heaven and a new earth. It's going to be a glorious time. Amen, praise God. But right now we labor. And this is what we labor with. Verse 12, for the word of God is alive and powerful. And sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit, joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and the intents of the heart. That's how we judge our motives. That's how we judge ourselves. We judge ourselves by the word of God that is alive. And let me encourage you now, if you're not reading your Bible every day, if you're not spending time study or meditating in the word of God every day, you repent of that because that's wrong. You need to do that every day. Set aside a certain time every day to do that. Amen. And what that's going to do, that's going to stir faith on the inside of you. Amen. That's going to make you have, amen, full of faith. And I just want to give you, in the few minutes that we have left, a few examples from the scriptures of what it means uh, to have an active faith. <clears throat> Notice what Paul said. In Acts 24, beginning in verse 14, but this I confess to you, that according to the way which they call a sect, so I worship the God of my fathers, believing, notice this, believing all things which are written in the law and in the prophets, believing all things that are written in the law and in the prophets. That's what Paul preached out of. To him, that was the whole word of God. And because he did that, he says in verse 15, I have hope in God, which they themselves also accept that there will be a resurrection of the dead, both of the just and the unjust. Paul got that out of the Old Testament, praise God. Now, something else he wrote to the Corinthian church. He said, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Amen. Praise God. And then writing in the book of Hebrews concerning Abraham, he says, and by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to the place which he would receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. He went out by faith, 
By faith he dwelt in the land of promise as in a foreign country, dwelling in tents with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same process. Promise, rather. For he waited for the city which has foundations, whose builder and maker of God. And listen to what Peter says. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled, and that does not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. Talking about the saints' everlasting rest who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. God is going to reveal, amen, and reward our labor here on earth, praise God, because he's faithful. So be faithful. Be faithful in this life. Work hard uh, for the church. Work hard for the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Support the gospel. Do everything that you can. Get your hands to work. Grab the plow and start plowing in the name of Jesus, and you will receive great reward when we get into the saints' everlasting rest. Father, we bless you. We thank you today for your goodness and for your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your Son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.